Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess with Alex Earl. I need to be honest with you guys. Um, getting myself to sit down and record has been a little bit of a struggle. The past few days, uh, I've been a little loopy. I ran out of my Lexapro, which is my anxiety medicine. And if anyone's on that type of medicine, you know, like when you go off of it for a few days, you get like super tired, super brain foggy. I couldn't think straight. I was like in and out of like really bad moods. I was feeling sad. I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I realized I was out of my prescription and I need to get it filled. So luckily I got some more pills. We're good. We're back. But I was having a little bit of an episode there, but that's okay. Just another week. This episode is brought to you by Tinder. First dates can be so much fun, we all know that, but I also know how scary they can be. And as much as I want you guys to all have a good time, your safety should always come first, that's a priority. When my friends are going on dates, I make sure that they share their location with me. I'm always texting them for updates, making sure they are good, they feel safe. And I have good news for you guys. Dating is about to get easier and safer thanks to Tinder's safety features. Share my date is the best way to let your friends know your plans for the night. That way they know where you are and aren't blowing up your phone when you don't text them back. Noonlight allows you to discreetly call emergency services if you're feeling uneasy or in need of assistance on a date. And are you sure, which will prompt you or someone you're chatting with to think twice before sending a potentially offensive or harmful message. Feel confident about dating safely with Tinder. Explore all the possibilities for yourself on Tinder. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. It's getting warmer outside, summer is getting closer and closer, and that means you need to be extra careful about staying hydrated. Even something as simple as standing by the pool can be dehydrating, and one of the best ways to stay hydrated is Liquid IV. It's convenient, delicious, and one stick in 16 ounces of water works better than water alone. Just tear, pour, and live more. Honestly, when I think of summer, I think about music festivals and concerts, and you can easily slip some into your purse. Also, good for a beach day with the girls. Just bring it with you. You can never get enough hydration. Liquid IV is also a great option because it comes in so many flavors, including sugar-free options. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Liquid IV is the perfect plus one for your adventures this summer. So turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HOTMESS at checkout. That's 20% off with the code HOTMESS at liquidiv.com. This episode is brought to you by Azo. Let's be real for a second here. There is nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to women's intimate health issues. I feel like a lot of the times girls just feel judgment or they don't want to talk about it or don't want to get the help that they need. And this is a no judgment zone here. Treating and caring for your intimate health issues is totally normal and should be treated as such. It's not a dirty word or something to be ashamed of. Azo is the brand that quite literally goes there, helping women with their UTIs, vaginal issues, and more. Visit azoproducts.com for vaginal and urinary products and resources and save 20% with the code podcast. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. How are you guys? I think we need to do some life updates. It is 
now nearing the end of January, and that means that we are nearing the end of my 30 hard. Thank God. You guys don't know. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm very happy that I did it for myself, but I think for me, like, I've had almost too much peace and quiet this month, which is great because I never get peace and quiet, and I feel like I never get time with myself or to just, like, be alone in my own thoughts, but it's really been stressing me out. I think I realized that I do better in a go, go, go environment and I do better. I've always been like a procrastinator. um, So I'm much better at getting things done like when I'm in a rush or when I feel like there's a little bit of fire under my ass. There's just been so much downtime this month, which has been great and I've been able to work on myself a lot, but I am kind of missing the going out every other night, getting on a plane every other day, um, running around, and I miss my crazy schedule. But luckily, in a week, we will be right back into it. And I've been trying to work on a lot of fun things for Hot Mess, and I want to take you guys with me as much as possible. I had a few meetings this week with my team that I work with on Hot Mess, and I was trying to say, like, what can we do to kind of give you guys a little bit more of an experience? Because you know, I'm talking to you a lot. I'm telling you stories. Sometimes I share like photos and videos as overlay, but I really want to try and work on a vlog style aspect to Hot Mess. So let me know. You guys might be like, Alex, no one wants that. Shut up. You may be like, Alex, we don't want to hear you speak. (laughs) We don't want to hear anything from you. But I am thinking of incorporating almost a YouTube vlog feel into Hot Mess episodes just because I think that it's a little bit easier sometimes for me to like show my personality or you guys see when I have my friends on like it's a little bit easier for me to be myself in that way and I think it will be very enjoyable for me as well as you guys. For example, my birthday episode, we vlogged a little bit of it and I had so much fun doing that. So That may be coming up soon, might be not, but you guys let me know, DM me, tell me your thoughts. It'll probably be easier if you DM the Hot Mess account on Instagram. It's just at Hot Mess. That way I can see it. Sometimes on my Alex Earl account, they get a little lost. But with that being said, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on socials, follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening to this. Share it with your friends so we can keep the hot mess going. And something I did this week, which spawned kind of this podcast episode idea, was I went to go get my lips done. I went to get a little Botox, I went to get a touch up on my lips. I have always been open about that on social media, which I know some people are not, especially a lot of like celebrities and stuff. They keep it like quiet under the wraps. They're telling nobody. They're like, I haven't gotten any work done ever. And for me, I've always been just open and honest about it. Never really thought twice about sharing it on social media, even before I had a bigger following. I don't know. I've just always liked to take my followers along that process and journey with me and share it with you guys. I know this one might be a big shock to you guys. Um, This is a secret I've been keeping in for a while now, but I figured I would just tell you guys and be open and honest with you. My God, this is really hard for me right now, but my boobs are fake. I got a boob job. I know shocker we did not know that one a lot of you guys one have questions about it two 
have questions about why I share it on social media, especially a lot of the times I do interviews, they ask me about how I decided to be open about this on social media and what are the repercussions of that. You're honest about what you've done. You said, I got breast implants. I would never go on the internet and lie or not say something. If someone says, oh, you got that done, like, yes, I did. Because you grow up and I've grown up watching people on social media and they're like, oh, this is just how I was born. This is how I look. And I'm like, well, shit, like, I don't look like that. And it's just not real. And that's like, what are you really going to lie about that? Like, oh, yeah, they just grew overnight. No. Right. I'm going to keep it real. I don't want this to come off in a way at all. Like I'm promoting you to do any type of cosmetic surgery. I, in fact, think that you definitely have to be in a good mental place before you're going to do these things. And I don't think it's going to help you in terms of confidence or anything like that. But we will get into that this episode. But I kind of wanted to take you guys along my journey with me when I got a boob job, how I decided to get a boob job, how long I wanted one for, what going into surgery is like, what the downsides of it are, how I have dealt with sharing it on social media, what are the bad things about sharing it on social media, kind of all thoughts about boob job, lip filler, anything I've gotten done before. And I know for me at least, I was scouring the internet before I got my boob job. You guys have no idea. I watched maybe... 50 YouTube vlogs of girls getting surgery, what it was like after, what it was like before, talking about their experience, and it was really helpful for me, and I think there's a lot of information that sometimes you don't even get from doctors, you don't even know, so I think that this will hopefully be helpful for anyone who is maybe thinking about getting some type of surgery. Let's take a trip down memory lane back to high school, middle school, I think more high school, Alex, pre-boob job, I have always, always admired boobs. I don't know. I don't want that to sound creepy or anything, but like I have just always looked at boobs as like, wow, like so womanly and beautiful. And I myself, I was going through puberty. I was like, all right, when are they going to blossom? When are they coming? And they never really did. I didn't have like super, super flat chest, but I had like maybe a little like A cup and I just wanted big boobs. Don't know why. Love small boobs, love big boobs. But for me, I just had always looked at them as like, wow, I, I don't know. I've always idolized them, always wanted big boobs. So throughout high school, they never came in. I saw that there were these gummy bears that you could take to make your boobs grow. I have no idea. You know how there was like the sugar bear hair, like everyone would take those to grow their hair and there was like the influencers or YouTubers at the time were promoting that. There was a kind, I don't know if it was the same brand, but something like that for growing your boobs. I literally would take them all the time. I also would look up on YouTube like supplements to make your boob grow and I would watch like these girls on YouTube and it would be their like monthly process with these like boob growth pills and for some reason I was influenced and I would buy them and I would literally wait for my boobs to grow and they never did. Another thing that I did that I saw online was drinking certain types of milk could make your boobs grow so I would ask my mom to get certain types of milk at the grocery store and I would try and drink it all the time again that didn't really do anything for me and I don't know I just think it's so funny how like stressed I was about this in high school and I was trying all these different remedies so I feel like I always knew like it wasn't just one day spawned on me that I was like oh my god like I really want to get a boob job I kind of knew 
from a young age that I, I don't know, I always wanted boobs. I don't know why this is like kind of getting awkward for me to talk about right now. I'm like, does this sound weird and creepy that I'm like talking about idolizing boobs so much? Anywho, I get to college and now I'm feeling a little bit older. You know, I'm over 18. I'm like, I can get a surgery on my own if I wanted to, but I definitely didn't have the money for a boob job. So I would beg my dad to no extent for boobs. My poor dad, I feel so bad for him. He probably was like, can you please stop doing this? So awkward. But we would be at Thanksgiving dinner, actually sitting around the table. And I was like, dad, you know, for Christmas, like, what if I got a boob job? Like, what if I just got boobs? And he's like, Alex, I'm not paying for your boobs. Like, that is the weirdest concept ever to me. And you know what? I kind of agree. I I understand where he's coming from. He's like, hey, I'm not gonna go give you this lump sum of money for you to go get plastic balls in your chest. So... I mean, can't really judge him there, but I really tried. I really, really tried for a while. I would try my mom. She was like, you're perfect. You don't need to change anything. That's another thing is a lot of my friends and everyone around me at the time would say, Alex, like, there's nothing wrong with your boobs. You don't need to change them. And I'm aware that I was perfectly fine before. And we will get into this later in the episode, but doing it out of a lack of confidence within yourself isn't the right way to go about it. I was confident in myself. I was fine. I just wanted them. Like, I loved boobs, like I said a million times. (laughs) I'll keep repeating this throughout the episode, but I just wanted them kind of for myself. It wasn't because I thought, oh my gosh, now I'm gonna get all these guys or now I'm gonna feel happier about myself like I just wanted them to want them this was something that I was just dead set on for years like probably six years I would say in my mind I was like at some point I will be getting a boob job and no one can change my mind about it and it was right before my junior year of college right before my 21st birthday i had decided that i was just gonna go see doctors on my own i didn't have the money for a boob job or at least not all the money for a boob job yet but i was like you know what i'm just gonna get the process started let's start seeing some doctors let's see what they have to say And I definitely recommend if you are going to get any type of procedure done, seeing multiple doctors before you do anything because they're all going to tell you something different. They're all going to give you a different opinion. And I think it's super, super, super important to go to someone that you feel comfortable with because you want to be able to say like, I like this. I don't like that. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. So one of the first doctors that I went to was in Miami because I was at University of Miami at the time. So I could just Uber on over to the doctor's office. And something that I really wanted to do with a boob job was go through my armpit, which we will get into when we talk about the surgery in a little bit. But I really, really wanted to go through my armpit because I didn't want to have any scarring on my actual bosoms. So this doctor was telling me that he doesn't do that. He does not do through the armpit anymore. And that's like an older practice. He was also kind of giving me scary vibes. And I think a lot of the doctors in Miami or I don't know, I don't want to put a stereotype on doctors in Miami, but I think doctors that are very well known sometimes can come off a little cocky maybe and like they aren't as nice I've found 
for example, I was talking to this doctor and I felt scared to even say my last name. I was like, okay, like, I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm so sorry. Like, let me just run out of here real quick. So, saw a few different doctors. The one that I ended up going with was the one that my mom went to and he's in New York City. So, I'm from Jersey. He's in New York and... Of course, the one that I liked the most, he was the most expensive. And I had told my dad that I went to all these doctors. I was telling him all of this. He's like, Alex, I don't want to hear it. I'm not giving you any money for a boob job. Like, get out of here. I'm not paying for it. If you want to do something, you can do it for yourself. But he was basically like, I'm, I'm, I'm closing my ears. Please stop telling me all of this. My mom also didn't want me to do it. But then as I saw the price that this doctor in New York was telling me, I was like, mm, <laughs> you know what? Maybe the doctor who was a little bit nasty to me, maybe he would be better. Maybe he would be better. But I, you know, took some time to myself and I was like, if I'm going to be making a change to my body, a permanent change, like once you kind of do something like this, you never really go back in a sense. You can get them taken out, but you're going to have scars. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit different than if you get your lips done. Like those are going away in six months to a year. They'll be gone. You won't know you ever did anything, but this is a little bit different. This is surgery. So I decided that I think it's sometimes better to splurge a little bit more if you are going to make a change to your body. You want to trust the doctor. You want the results to be good. So I decided to end up going with this doctor in New York. Now, I had the consultation with him and, you know, they kind of go over like, oh, what size do you want? What do you want them to look like? Because there's all this different stuff that goes into a boob job basically there's silicone ones which are plastic and then there's saline ones which are plastic but they're filled with salt water basically don't quote me on that but more salt water than like plasticky jelly in the middle there's different downsides and upsides to both so they give you a packet they're telling you you know you can do over the muscle under the muscle you can do all these different types of incisions you can go under the areola, under the bosom, in the armpit. So there's a lot of different options and I think it definitely just depends, personal preference, do what's best for you. But I'm going over all these things with the doctor. This is the summer before my junior year of college and my mom came with me to this appointment because she's like, okay, well, if you're going, I'm not gonna let you go alone. And I was so excited, so dead set on doing this after this appointment, but I didn't really have the money for this. I had a few jobs at the time, but none of them were really going to amount to me just having like thousands of dollars to spend on some boobs. So I decided, you know what? Where can I dip into for this? My parents started this little bank account for me when I was younger. They had all of my communion money in there, all my money from my baptism, anything like birthday cards from my grandparents, holiday cards, like every check, anything I ever got in my life basically was in this one bank account. And the purpose of this bank account was to give access to us when we were older and out of college and we're supposed to be financially responsible. And I decided, you know what? I'm gonna dip into that for my boob job. So 
my communion money had gone towards boobs instead of maybe like a down payment for a house, but that's okay. It is what it is. So now that I was older, I was able to have access to this bank account and <laughs> I used the money for the surgery. I told my parents I was doing it. My mom was like, Alex, I'm still not really sure about this, but if you wanna do it, of course I'll be there, take you to surgery, pick you up, whatever. My dad was like, Alex, I don't even wanna hear about it. He's like, please just, just don't tell me anything about this, just go. And now the scary part, surgery. Now it is Christmas break from my junior year of college. I have a few weeks off of school, so I was like, this is the time. I'm gonna schedule the appointment. I'm gonna do it. It's happening. And to prepare for the surgery, it's kind of crazy because I had always thought that there was like a lot that went into this or you're gonna have 15 meetings with your doctor, but they do this all the time. So it's basically just like you come in the morning of, you're going through like exactly what you want and then you go into surgery. For me, that really stressed me out. I was like, oh my God, like, can we at least talk through this? Like, can I FaceTime you, Mr. Doctor? Can we talk through this? Like, I'm nervous. And I remember being so excited the week before, but so scared. The night before I was going in for surgery, I could not sleep. It felt like I was a little kid again and I was waiting for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. I was anxiously awaiting this day for so long. And then of course, right before I wanted to do it, I was like, I don't wanna do it. You know what? I'm so happy. I, I actually don't wanna do it. I lied. I started to Google things, like Google what the surgery looked like. I freaked myself out. I was like, I really don't wanna do it, but I knew I did wanna do it. So I don't know, I was in a weird headspace and I feel like that definitely has to be normal for anyone who decides to do any type of surgery. I mean, I think that way before I get my hair done, every time I wanna go get my hair highlighted, Somehow when I'm going to sit down in that chair in the salon, I'm like, wait, what if I dyed my hair black? Like that would just be really great. So I'm just a very indecisive person as it is, but I knew I wanted to do this for a while. I knew I wanted to do it. And I wake up a cold morning in December. I get in the car with my mom at probably 4 a.m. We pack my surgery bag. You basically have to wear like a zip down so that it's easy to get on and off because after you're gonna be a little immobile, you can't really move your arms. And we head to the Big Apple, New York City. Big Al's on her way to get some big old titties <laughs> and I was ready. So if I can remember correctly, before you get the surgery, they give you some prescriptions that you take a few days before, like the week leading up, just, I don't I don't know exactly, there's some pills you gotta take the morning of, and we pull up to the doctor's office, I get there, and we're going over sizing one more time. I was printing out pictures, literally of boobs that I found on the internet, and I'm like, this is what I want it to look like, thank you so much, I'm like, feel like such a creeper right now, I have printed out boobs that I'm bringing into this office and showing the doctor. They gave you a big bra, and this is at least how my doctor did it, but he gave me a big bra. So imagine I have like A cup boobs and he gives me this like double D bra. And basically we're putting in different implant sizes to see like how far I want it to come out, what I want it to look like. And basically I decided that I didn't want to do too big. I was like, I don't want them to be like Dolly Parton size, like big old knockers. Like I would just like to have some cleavage, something to fit in a bra. Oh my God, that reminds me. In middle school, 
I know I cannot be the only one that did this, but I used to shove my bra, my little bra from Justice, blue bra, it had like lace hearts on it. I would shove socks in there literally before going to school under my like uniform because I wanted it to look like I had like a little something poking out of there or I would go to take pictures and I would like actually shove so many socks in my bra to try and make it look like I had some cleavage. Like I was... I was trying everything I could to get some cleavage in these Instagram photos. I was 12 years old and I was <laughs> I was just shoving socks in my bra. I really hope that I'm not the only one that did that and I'm not embarrassing myself right now. But a big factor for me when picking out what exactly I was going to go for was kind of following what my mom had did because my mom and I are very similar. Like we're allergic to the same things, we have the same body type, and she had her boobs for 14, 15 years from the same doctor, and I was like, you know what, I'm kind of gonna trust my mom's opinion on this, what she has to say, and she did the incision that goes through her armpit, and she had no scarring, like, you can't see it at all, so for me, I was like, I really want to go through my armpit, and when I told you guys there's two different types of implants, there's the silicone ones, which are the all like plastic jelly inside. And those are the most popular ones. Like those are the ones that I would say like probably majority of people getting a boob job get. They're definitely more popular. I decided to go with the saline ones and there's different types of upkeep to both. The ones that are silicone, I think you have to go in like X amount of years and like go get them checked. But the saline ones are kind of fine because if they were to like pop or explode or anything, they're just salt water on the inside. So it's not as like poisonous to your body if something were to happen. But the downside to saline ones are you can get like rippling, which I've I've seen before in my boobs at times. Like if you bend over in a certain way, like they're more, I don't know, malleable. Like they kind of crunch up because it's just water in there as opposed to like something that's a little bit more like solid jelly plastic. But what I wanted to do was go through my armpit and the reason you have to do the saline one in your armpit is they will put the plastic bag in there through your armpit without any of the water in and then once it's in your chest, they pump up the water and fill it up really gross. I hate saying this and I hate thinking about it too much. So we're just going to keep moving on. But I did saline. I did 275 cc. Cc's is like the sizing in boob implants. And I did under the muscle because that's how they look a little bit more natural. That's what the doctor said he always does. And I didn't want mine to be too high set. So besides the actual sizing of the implant, so 275 is like on the lower end of sizing that they do for implants like people will get 350 400 those are like the way bigger ones but there's also um profiles that you do so that's how they look kind of from the side so the cc's are more the overall circle sizing and then the profile is how it kind of fills up and there's high profile moderate profile is there a low profile i'm not really sure 
There's ones that are called like a teardrop, so they like really swoop down. So if you're looking at the boobs from the side, the high profile is going to look like super full circle, like high and up there. Moderate profile is kind of going to like, you know, look a little bit more natural, more like bigger at the bottom than big at the top. And that's the one that I wanted to do because I didn't want them to look too bam. Here I am with these big old plastic boobs, like knocking everyone over and <laughs> we'll get into how I felt about this afterwards, but that's what I went for with the surgery. Basically, no one prepares you for how scary surgery day is and how scary it is just walking into this room where they're basically going to slice and dice you. I was not prepared. No one had told me about this part. Why do I feel like it was so nonchalant? But I guess it's just normal for these doctors and stuff. I mean, they do this like all day, every day. But for me, my mom left, I'm in my little robe, and they basically wheel me in in a wheelchair to the surgery room. I think the last place I ever want to go in my life again is the surgery room. This was the part that just I was not prepared for. Who was going to tell me that you are basically like a piece of meat being wheeled into this room? The lights in there were so bright. It was all white almost kind of like my room now that I have no furniture or colors or art. We are trying to fix that this week, but it was bright blinding lights in there. Cold as can be, like I was, oh my God, you're going basically into a big empty refrigerator. And all I see is the surgery chair, which they placed me down on. And I see to the right of me, a little metal tray. And there's like scissors little scaffold knives on there i don't know what they're doing and i was like um so they're just gonna cut me open i i just no it was so scary guys like i'm not gonna bullshit with you right now like i at that moment was ready to get up take my clothes and run run all the way back to new jersey so i'm sitting in the surgery chair in this bright white freezing cold room i'm looking over at these tools that are about to cut me open and i started crying i started crying i remember thinking oh my god like what if what if i die and i'm so sorry to get very dark right now but i was freaking out freaking out This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. It's getting warmer outside. Summer is getting closer and closer. And that means you need to be extra careful about staying hydrated. Even something as simple as standing by the pool can be dehydrating. And one of the best ways to stay hydrated is Liquid IV. It's convenient, delicious, and one stick in 16 ounces of water works better than water alone. Just tear, pour, and live more. Honestly, when I think of summer, I think about music festivals and concerts, and you can easily slip some into your purse. Also, good for a beach day with the girls. Just bring it with you. You can never get enough hydration. Liquid IV is also a great option because it comes in so many flavors, including sugar-free options. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Liquid IV is the perfect plus one for your adventures this summer. So turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HOTMESS at checkout. That's 20% off with the code HOTMESS at liquidiv.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Tinder. First dates can be so much fun, we all know that, but I also know how scary they can be. And as much as I want you guys to all have a good time, your safety should always come first, that's a priority. When my friends are going on dates, I make sure that they share their location with me. I'm always texting them for updates, making sure they are good, they feel safe. And I have good news for you guys. Dating is about to get easier and safer thanks to Tinder's safety features. Share my date is the best way to let your friends know your plans for the night. That way they know where you are and aren't blowing up your phone when you don't text them back. Noonlight allows you to discreetly call emergency services if you're feeling uneasy or in need of assistance on a date. And are you sure, which will prompt you or someone you're chatting with to think twice before sending a potentially offensive or harmful message. Feel confident about dating safely with Tinder. Explore all the possibilities for yourself on Tinder. It starts with a swipe. Download Tinder today. The only other person that was in this room with me was the anesthesiologist. And he's basically asking my weight, my height, all the questions that they ask for getting your right dosing for the anesthesia. Anesthesia. I don't, I can't say that word today. Anywho, I turned to him and I was like, can you give it to me now? And he's like, well, they're going to start in like a few minutes. We can wait. And I was like, please put it in my arm right now and knock me out. Because sitting in that room, I was so terrified. I remember just very dark thoughts were going through my mind because it's scary. Like you were going under the knife. You're you're going to be put out for a little bit. And there's a lot of complications that can go wrong in surgery. And I just, every single thought of that was racing through my mind and it didn't really hit me ever how scary surgery was until I was in that moment. So if you're thinking about getting surgery of any type in terms of plastic surgery, take this into account. Do your research before because I was terrified. So the anesthesiologist comes over, he puts a needle in my arm, counts down from 10, lights out, The next thing I remember was waking up and it felt like there was an 18-wheeler truck sitting on my chest. I am laid back in this chair, right? All of a sudden, I'm like kind of like coming to life. My eyes are opening. I'm like, hello, world, where am I? And then I just remembered like, oh shit, I just got a boob job. My chest was so tight. Like everyone asks how the pain was afterwards. I wouldn't say it is, it is painful for sure, but it's like a different type of pain because it's so tight and heavy on your chest. I look down because I'm in this little robe and I I literally glared on him like, oh my God, she's got titties now. I immediately start crying. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? I should have gone bigger. That's why I started crying. I thought that I did not go big enough. And I was like, damn it. I just went through all of that. And now I just still don't have the right size boobs that I want. And the nurses had to help me down. You can't raise your arms for about two weeks, especially for me because I got it in my armpits. But the nurse is helping me down. She puts me in a wheelchair. I was feeling a little wooze and I had to pee. So they gave me an apple juice and my mom was there at the time she was picking me up. She helped me go to the bathroom. It was so weird because I felt so sore. Like I was like, holy shit, I just did like a Pilates class or something. Like I can't move right now. And I was squatting on the the toilet. I'm looking at my mom like get me in the car right now because I need to tell her that I actually messed up and I should have gone 10 times bigger. Mind you, I'm on lots of drugs right now. I'm very loopy. 
she puts me in the car my little sister's in the back and we have like an hour and a half ride home from new york city to new jersey and i'm sitting in the car i look over at my mom <laughs> mom i didn't get big enough boobs oh my god mom like what did i do i wish they were bigger they're so small and then i was like ow like this hurts so bad so she gave me the pain medicine knocked out like a light i slept the whole ride home i wake up we're at our house in jersey and i got there and literally went right back to bed so you're basically bedridden for like a week it's not that bad i will say recovery for me was not as bad as i've heard it is for some people and that just depends on your pain tolerance your surgery like it, it just it all depends as my loopiness squared off a little bit i you know would try to kind of sneak peek in the mirror in the bathroom because you're all taped up from surgery like I had this compression thing on my boobs and I really wanted to see them because I don't know I've been waiting my whole life I just I wanted to see the boobs so I'd kind of like try and take sneak peeks in the bathroom mirror and then I was content with my boobs I was like you know what actually I did the right size I don't know why I was freaking out before um a little post-surgery traumatic cry but I actually can't even imagine if I did bigger because I would have looked crazy. So I'm very happy with the size that I went with. Recovery, basically I was sleeping most of the days. And let me tell you something about sleeping. After you get a boob job, you have to sleep on your back. And for the first week I slept on my back and basically sitting up on a mountain of pillows. I am someone who sleeps face down buries my face in the pillows like I basically suffocate myself when I sleep so I was not prepared to be sleeping on my back and I had to sleep on my back for three months I think and it was definitely a process at first it was very hard for me to fall asleep once I stopped taking the pain medicine um I know instead of a lot of the pain medicine that they gave me which is like the super strong drugs I have no idea what they are but I took a lot of Tylenol extra strength just because I get weird about drugs. I don't know, my whole life, like I was scared to take an Advil probably until the end of high school. Like for some reason, I'm always on the wave of like, you know what, I can get better myself. I can do it. Like even when I was sick, I was like, I don't want to take medicine. I'm fine. So we took a lot of Tylenol extra strength and that really helped me a lot when I was feeling pain, sore. That was a lot of it is you feel really sore. It's just... I mean, you shoved plastic balls into your body and your skin was like stretched out. So you're just sore. And because I had gone in my armpits, I was very bruised and swollen on my ribs and down my stomach. So it was very like puffed out and bruised for maybe two weeks. I had bruises on my sides of my ribs and that was definitely weird to see and like tripped me out a little bit. But it wasn't that bad. You definitely can't shower or do anything for yourself. Um, I had to have my mom wash my hair. I had a boyfriend at the time who came over after I got surgery and I literally had to sit in the bath and he would like wash my hair because you can't lift your arms up. You can't do much. But the time that I was in recovery, I'm pretty sure season two of Euphoria came out and that's basically what got me through recovery was watching Euphoria. So now probably a week or two off you go back in you check up with the doctor and I was feeling good to go 
I was like, okay, here we go. We did the boob thing. We're good. We are ready to go. The thing about getting a boob job, I mean, I think a lot of plastic surgery, like I would assume like a nose job takes a while to heal. Your boobs sit way higher up in the beginning and then they drop. So I kept reading online about this. Everyone's like, you have to wait for the boob implants to drop and fluff. So basically that means that your body's getting used to this foreign substance in your body and it's a eventually gonna you know like chill out a little bit it's gonna like mesh in there but at first your skin is like excuse me what did you just shove in here i can't move and then it like drops it settles down it's flowing around and (laughs) that's why when people first get their boob jobs you can kind of tell because it looks like their boobs are up at their collarbones like my boobs were so high that they were knocking me in the face and then after a little bit they drop, they settle, and you're good to go there. So when I did this, I went back to school the next month and a lot of people were like, wait, are you gonna tell everyone that you got a boob job? Like, what are you gonna do about that? Like, you you don't wanna tell the guys, do you? Like, what, what are you gonna do? Like, you can't have people find out. I was like, guys, let's be so for real right now. I, you know, all praise to people who want to keep their plastic surgery a secret that is completely fine. That's your choice. But listen, I know that I did not just come back from winter break going from an A cup to a D cup. That did not just happen overnight. I wouldn't believe it. I don't expect anyone else to believe it. Like, I just... To me, it was a no-brainer. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like, am I not going to tell people? Like, how am I even going to try and lie about that? Like, I just feel like it was so outwardly obvious that I got a boob job and that's fine with me. Like, I had no shame in it. I was happy as a clam. I was like, finally, the day has come. Here she is. I had my boobs. I didn't have to shove my bras with socks anymore. I was so happy, so happy. So I really didn't care um telling people and i think on tiktok at this time i had like 150,000 followers which is a good amount and i right away was just open and honest about it on there because people are going to talk people are going to say stuff if i just went on my days saying oh no i didn't get a boob job like i don't know how these lumps formed on my chest i just think it would have ultimately even led to more shit talking like yeah i did it get over it i was so happy almost too happy after I got this surgery, the first week that I had gone out after this, um, probably four weeks post-surgery, it was my friend's birthday. She got a table at a club. I was so excited that I had these new boobs. I took my top off in the club and I was dancing around with my friends. I mean, it wasn't like I had it off for that long. It was probably like 10 seconds, but I was like with my girlfriends, I was like flashing them. I remember we had like a big reveal in my apartment. I was like, here they are, voila, the moment I've been waiting for. And I mean, there's nothing better than fresh off the table. Like I felt great. I was like, woo, I am so happy. And now, This leads me to what I wanted to talk about afterwards. Does getting plastic surgery make you more confident? If you are someone who struggles with confidence uh, in yourself in general, and you say, you know what? I'm gonna get a nose job. It's gonna make me feel better. Well, then I think after you get a nose job, you're gonna say, okay, well, what's the next thing? Like your looks should not correlate to your overall confidence. There is a difference there. Confidence comes from within and your mental state with yourself, okay? 
appearance and wanting to appear a certain way or change an appearance if you want to get your hair highlighted and that makes you feel better that can make you feel better that's not gonna change your confidence in yourself if you are someone who struggles with self-confidence and you bleach your hair you may feel good for a second you may say wow i feel so much better today my hair my highlights so much better but then you're gonna kind of shrivel back up into that mental space where you're just not confident in yourself and i want to stress that with cosmetic plastic surgery if someone was to ask me you know i don't feel good about myself i don't like my boobs so i think i really want to change them i think that will make me feel better i'd be honest i'd say you know what like i don't think that will make you feel it may make you feel better temporarily but then if you have low self-confidence and you do your boobs, you're gonna be insecure about the next thing or the next thing. And confidence should have nothing to do with looks. Confidence is a state of mind. And I wanna talk about confidence in its own episode because I feel like it's such a prevalent topic that comes up in all these episodes that I'm talking about when it comes to guys, when it comes to acne, when it comes to plastic surgery. Looks are something that can temporarily make you feel confident. But that is not going to change your actual state of mind and confidence with yourself. That comes from within, that comes from doing work on yourself. And when I say work on yourself, that doesn't mean surgery. <laughs> so I just wanted to be really clear on that and, and I didn't wanna send out the wrong message because although I am very happy with my decision with the surgery that I did, some people may get it and may not be happy. And I don't want to influence anyone to get a surgery i think that has to come from yourself and what you want with yourself and that is something that i get asked a lot because i posted about getting a boob job on social media i post about getting my lips done i post about getting botox and i'll get a lot of comments saying well what about all the young girls that are looking up to you and that breaks my heart because i don't want young girls to look at themselves and say oh you know i have to do this to look better or feel happier but where i'm coming from with this is when i was younger okay i would go on social media whatever platform it was and i'm looking at these girls instagram models and i was like wait how i don't look like that and a lot of the times a lot of these people had work done and i would be so insecure about myself that i didn't appear the way that this hot instagram model looked and i'm 12 years old sitting in my bedroom and probably had work done editing their photos i don't know you're 12 years old it's also not realistic to look like that you have a lot of growing up to do so i think that although i agree i don't think that shoving plastic surgery in young girls faces is good i just personally couldn't lie about it because i don't want girls to be upset who are younger and say oh you know like i don't have boobs like what happened to me like i just i didn't either you know like i paid for them to get them done so i tried to do a balance with you know what i post or say about it of course i'm going to tell the truth if someone asks me yes i got surgery yes i get my lips done but I don't make it the main purpose of my content, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not trying to be out here promoting it all the time, but I do think there has to be a level of transparency, at least on my platform. And I understand why people do not share that they have gotten any work done 
online because it's a lot and you're opening up yourself to a lot more criticism. I mean, think about all these celebrities, right, who deny having any work done, sometimes almost when they obviously have had work done. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And honestly, good for them. They don't need to share it. They don't owe anyone an explanation. If you get something done for yourself and you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it. That's fine. I chose to talk about it does not mean you have to talk about it and does not mean that anyone else you see online owes you them talking about it. I chose to share this story online just because a lot of people don't and I think there's a lot of things that go into surgeries like this that a lot of people don't know about and I hope this can be informative for anyone and I also want to stress that getting surgery to change your looks or appearance is only a temporary little boost of confidence. Confidence comes from within, does not have to do with looks. And that is my spiel on that. Woo! I can feel the trolls coming to comment their mean little trolly things already. And let's end this episode with my favorite segment what would Alex do? What would she do? Maybe it's not the best advice, but just gonna tell you what I would do. So let's get out of my bed. It's actually clean today because my mom's staying with me right now. So that's why it's not looking so hot mess over here today. My mom has come in here. She is taking a jackhammer to my room and she's like, you know what? We're whipping this place into shape. I have new furniture coming. I got a little couch, like a little love seat, in the corner of my room. Well, it's not here yet, but it will be in the corner of my room. And it is the hot mess color. At least I hope it's similar to the hot mess color, that like wine, red, burgundy-ish color. And I feel like that could be a fun place to podcast for hot mess. We're going to have a little, little hot mess corner over there. Not yet, but we will have it. Maybe not next week. Maybe the week after that. All right, but let's get into what would Alex do. This episode is brought to you by Key Eyewear. I don't know about you guys, but I always thought Key was pronounced Quay, and I have been saying it wrong for years. At one of my first jobs, I would sell these sunglasses, and I said Quay the whole time, so I'm glad we figured that one out. Summer is right around the corner, which means it's sunglass season, and Key always has the cool shapes and styles, from shields to aviators to cat eyes and more. I've been loving the cat eyes and aviators. I'm excited to whip them out for festival season, and no need to play favorites. With Key's prices, I always end up getting more than one pair, so whether you're shopping for your next music festival, vacationing with your girls, or just grabbing a cup of coffee. Key's got you covered for any moment or any mood. Shop online at key.com. That's Q-U-A-Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online 
take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash call her daddy. Offer applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, subscription required. All right, Earl girls, let's see what you guys are dealing with this week, what I can do for you over here. This side of my room is looking a little bit more hot mess, even though this is actually like not too bad. I got this rack on Amazon. I hung my sweatsuits on there. Speaking of sweatsuits, all of the questions that you guys write into me for what would Alex do, I'll ask about hot mess merch. And I have a little treat for you guys. It is coming soon. We were ready to put it out by Christmas, and then I decided I did not like it, and we started from scratch, so that's why it's been taking a little bit longer, but I wanted to make it extra good for you guys. I want the Earl girls to be walking around, loving their sweatsets, loving their merch, and I wanted to make it something that I would, like, die to buy. Like, I wanted to make it something so cute, so it's coming. Sorry it's taken a little bit of a while, but... I mean, I'm so excited for us all to be wearing it, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. All right, but let's get into what you guys wrote in. Alex, so I have been hanging out with this guy, and I've went on a few dates with him. I think we do really get along and are very similar, and we have so much fun together. But I got so drunk the last date and freaked out, I def came off psycho asking him, where do you see this going? And questions around that, but he texted me that I freaked him out and I was crazy. He's been distanced ever since. What should I do? He still texts me, but we do not text as often. So confused what I should do. Just not give up or keep answering and hope he will forget it. For context, the last date was almost a month ago and haven't been able to hang out in person since I had to go back to college and he's in my hometown. What would Alex do? What would Alex do? Okay. Immediate first thought. The fact that he's very scared off of you bringing that topic up and calling you crazy doesn't ring green flag to me that's giving more of like a little bit of a red flag two if you're still texting he hasn't completely ghosted you so you definitely could keep it up keep it chill keep it casual and you know maybe eventually hang out again and maybe you wait to bring up that topic again but you're young you're in college okay he is already freaked out by the fact of you asked where this is going. Maybe you're looking for a relationship. Alex, what would Alex do? I think I would kind of be done with him. I think I would move on a little bit mentally. Like, I don't need to talk to him right now. I'm in college. I'm young. I'm having fun. And you don't need this guy, especially if it's a guy that's going to call you crazy. Okay. Don't let a guy call you crazy, even if you are crazy. <laughs> Gaslight deny. So. I think I would back off and not in a way of like you're trying to play games like try and see what else is out there like you don't need to give all your attention and thought and energy into this guy if he comes back and you guys do have a really great connection I think that's perfectly fine and you hang out again and it's good but for me I'd probably be like you know what not not loving this right now and back off a little bit see what else is out there 
hang out with the guys at your college. The ones at mine weren't great, so if you're struggling with that, then I can relate to you on that. Hey Alex, I've recently gotten to a fight with a friend over me not being her roommate for freshman year of college next fall. She's been super distant and only sending pics of her face to me. Hmm? I've texted her twice explaining that I'm not completely aware of what's going on with our friendship after a month of her acting distant and she has ignored me since. Is it time to give up? I don't want the friendship to end, but also don't want to seem desperate. Please help. I love Hot Mess so much, by the way. Uh, I love you so much, by the way. Um, all right, here's what Alex would do in this situation. First of all, I think it's completely fair if you're going to college with one of your friends from high school and your best friends love her, but you don't want to room together because college is all about meeting new people. And I will say I made so many friends literally with the girls I was living with on my dorm room, my freshman year roommate, still my friend to this day. And I'm not saying you don't be friends with this person in college. I'm saying I think it's good for girls who are friends from high school to have different roommates so you guys can expand and meet more people and you're not just closing yourself off to girls that you already know. If your friend's being super distant with you, I think she obviously is offended by the fact that you don't want to room together. So I think just be honest, you know, just say why you don't want to room together or maybe you don't want to room with her because you don't think you would get along rooming together. But if this is a good friend of yours, you shouldn't have a problem saying that to her. You can, you know, be open and honest about this. But I don't think you seem desperate either. You're This isn't like a guy, you know? You're talking about one of your girlfriends. Like, just reach out to her. Be like, I really want to talk about this. And maybe make it a talk in person. Like, maybe not a text. Because I think sometimes texts can get a little cryptic. Or you don't really know the tone of language that people are saying. And just be honest about why you don't want to room together. And if it is for the fact of that you want to meet other people, I think that's a perfectly good reason that you both should room with other girls to meet more girls. That doesn't mean that you don't want to be friends with her. In fact, when you're going to college, you're going to probably want her more than ever. And you guys are going to want each other's support when you're in this new system and environment and community. So I would say ask to hang out with her maybe call her if she doesn't want to hang out, um, but definitely have a conversation with her and just let her know the truth and let her know that you love her and that this has really upset you, but upsetted, <laughs> that's not a word, um, but just be open with her about that. Have a talk. All right, this one's crazy. One of my closest friends is flirting a lot with my boyfriend. However, she denies everything saying they're just really good friends and casually became closer to him right when we started dating. She even has a picture with him as her wallpaper. The worst part is he always ignores me and seems to prefer spending time with her. What would Alex do? Girl, run. <laughs> I don't think that I'm getting green flags from the girlfriend or the boyfriend. She has him as her wallpaper. Hmm... If one of my best friends had my boyfriend as her wallpaper and it wasn't in a way of like a funny joke of a picture that we all make fun of, I would probably punt her phone <laughs> and kick it off the balcony. Um, I don't know. I'm not really getting great vibes about this. I think maybe talk to your friend and be like, what's going on? But I'm also just like, definitely break up with a boyfriend, I think, and definitely run away <laughs> from both of them. <laughs> That's what I would do. Hi Alex, hope you're doing well. I love watching all of your videos so much. 
Oh, thank you. I love you too. You have really helped me with overcoming my fear of doing stuff when having acne, but I still have a really hard time. Ever since seventh grade, I've had acne and it doesn't seem to go away. All of my friends have clear faces and I just can't help but feel so ugly and dirty next to them. Do you have any tips for what to do to overcome this and improve my acne? First of all, I am so sorry that you feel that way because I feel that way a lot of the time and I know it is the worst feeling in the world especially when all your friends are hanging out and you guys are just chilling like no one has any makeup on and you're like wow like you guys just have like baby bottom perfect skin and I have lumps and bumps and redness and scars and I'm bleeding because I just picked my face so I definitely feel you on that um it's not fun it's not a great feeling but I have to say that you don't realize how much of that insecurity about your face or you said you feel dirty all of that comes from within yourself like no one else actually thinks your skin looks as bad as you think that it does and it's okay to not like the state of your skin and want to change it but you can't sit there and literally hate yourself over it and be disgusted with yourself because you're not disgusting it's acne everyone gets acne okay even if the girls in your close friend group don't have acne i promise you it is so normal so many people have acne it's going to come and go maybe some of your friends don't have it right now maybe they're going to have it in a few years maybe they get adult onset acne like you are so fine and you are completely normal for having acne on your skin just know it is normal and know that it does not make you any less beautiful than you are if you are looking to clear your acne i think definitely trying to find out the source of your acne like where is it coming from is it hormonal acne is it gut health is it you know you're eating a food that's triggering your skin is it the products you're putting on your skin something i've been using lately which has been helping me a lot is i got this app it's called acne safe basically you just type in well you go to google right so say you're using um some foundation go to google look at the ingredients you copy and paste the ingredients and you put it into this app and then it tells you like if there's any pore clogging ingredients in there anything you shouldn't be using it will like highlight the product and if not it'll say like good to go so make sure your makeup is clean make sure the face washes you're using sunscreen moisturizers all of that is clean you can check it in this app and make sure you're washing your makeup your makeup brushes um, just because those can hold a lot of bacteria and try and find the root cause of your acne because once you find that it'll be a lot easier to kind of try and clear your acne or go down that process hi alex hope you're doing amazing i need your advice on something i went recently on a two-week trip to south america and on that trip i cheated on my boyfriend of two years oh boy I don't know what went over me, but the moment it happened, I instantly regretted it. Every time I talk to my boyfriend, I think about it, and the hate slash disappointment I feel towards myself is indescribable. How do I make peace with myself after doing what I did? I cry every day thinking about it. I love my boyfriend with all my heart. I couldn't possibly bear telling him the truth. What would Alex do? Oh, no. Girl. Girl, girl, girl. We have a predicament here. Oh, this is a tricky one. Oh, Lord. What would Alex do? What would Alex do? What would Alex do? What would Alex do? Channeling, 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 channeling. My first and initial thought here is if you cheated on him, is he really the one for you? 
and I know that sounds really bad and that's probably not the advice you wanted to hear, but if you cheated on him, maybe maybe he is really great and maybe you do really love him, but maybe you don't want a boyfriend right now. Like maybe that's not in the cards for you because I, I'm not sure. It's not giving to me that you're like so... 110% like overly obsessed with this guy if that happened but also you could really be and I don't know oh my god this one's really stressing me out if you want to move forward and you want to have a good relationship with this guy and you do really 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 think that like this is this is the one and this is your man you I mean he is your soulmate I think you have to tell him mm. Because that guilt is never going to go away. If you stay with this guy for the rest of your life, you are going to think about this all the time. Now, 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 now. If this is a guy that you are going to break up with, maybe, maybe I would break up with him and not tell him that I cheated on him. And you know why? Protecting my own peace here. <laughs> if we're breaking up with him, I don't think you need to tell him. But if you want to stay with him, I think you need to tell him. And I think you just need to decide... What do you want? Do you want to be together or do you not want to be together? It seems like you want to be together and you may tell him and then he may not want to be with you anymore. And we move on, we learn, we don't do it again. But that's probably the two paths I would go down. I think you have to really determine, maybe maybe go to therapy. <laughs> Let's see a little life coach about this one. I don't know. That, that one's really hard, but I think I would break up with him and not tell him or I would tell him and maybe he would break up with me, or yeah, I don't know, so sorry, wishing you the best luck, please let me know how this goes, come back and update me, love you. All right, but that is all for this week's episode of Hot Mess. Earl girls, you are the best, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, I hope you're all having a great week, I hope everyone is happy, and... If you're not, if you need some help, write into What Would Alex Do so I could let you know what I would do. I'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye.